What's going on, Straight Talk Faithful? Your host, Jordan Kai. I'm in the building again with another fantastic interview with another great upcoming indie talent via phone. I'd like to welcome to Straight Talk Wrestling, Crystal Moon. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time out today to talk with me. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, no problem. I've been, uh, I've actually been, uh, like I let most of my listeners know, I've been affiliated with uh, Crossbody Pro now for a little bit of time. And I uh, actually got to do guest commentary a couple weeks ago. And I've seen, so far, about three or four of your matches. Uh, my two favorite ones were, most recent, uh, the triple threat match you had to crown the first uh, women's crossbody pro champion. Didn't, unfortunately, go your way. Alexia Nicole won that one. And then I saw the rematch with you and her just a couple weeks ago. And both matches were incredible. Well, thank you. She she stole that first one, I must say. Yeah. She, <laughs> but, she, you know, she's... She's a crafty one, that girl. But um, yeah, you know what? Like um, crossbody, crossbody is my home. I I train there two to three times a week, and um, the opportunities they've given me um, are incredible. So getting to work with someone like her so early on in my career, um, I'm very fortunate. So. Yeah, and you know what? I you're no slouch yourself by any standpoint, my dear. I could <laughs> I, I could see that. the I could see the hard work and all the time you're putting in, and uh, you. you're going to be able to take that title from her one day. I have no doubt about that. Um, exactly, exactly. My time's coming. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I always ask everyone that I interview. Uh, my very first question I always ask. It's the standard one. All my listeners know it. It's the defining moment question because everyone has the defining moment where they fell in love with wrestling. Do you remember your defining moment? I don't remember, like, specifically. Um, my older sister, Veronica, actually got me into wrestling. Um, so I have a big family, but she specifically, like, she sat me down at a young age and, like, watched wrestling. I remember being, like, a really big fan of Kane. I think just, like, his larger-than-life personality, I remember, like, just wanting to watch him. But I think once I saw Rey Mysterio, um, probably his debut match uh, for the, in WWE with Chavo Guerrero, um, I think just seeing him, and I was up, like obsessed at that point. I was I watched him, and I'm like, "Who is this? And like, why is he like my life now?" Um, so I think once I really saw Rey Mysterio, I think that really just set it off for me. And that's 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 a great person to uh, admire. A great wrestler, mm-hmm. great a great career that he's had. A future Hall of Famer for sure. Is oh, there any other influences yeah. you had uh, other than Rey Mysterio? Um, I think most people answer Eddie Guerrero. He just literally embodies everything, like pro wrestling, like his in-ring style, his personality, his like work work ethic, everything, even his determination, how he, you know, comes back from hell and back to come back and to win the championship. Um, I tell, I don't really cry, like I'm not a big crier, but when he won um, against Brock Lesnar, I still, I cry. I cry watching it. <laughs> It, it's like um, most wrestling fans cry now just watching Brock yep. Lesnar on TV because he's stale as a post and he's not very exciting. I know. I'm like, go back to that. Like, watching that match, I'm like, you had so much, like, character. You had more than three moves. Like, come on. Um, but definitely, like, Ray and Eddie are, like, my top two. Um, and then Edge, Christian, um, Hardy Boy, Lita, Trish. Like, I was really big. The Attitude Era. Um, so those are my top, but definitely like Ray and Eddie are my like go-to that got me into wrestling, got me my passion for wrestling. So 
Well, and you can see that in your in your wrestling ability. Anybody that's listening could check out the crossbody page on YouTube. All of uh, her recent matches are up there. The two I mentioned specifically at the beginning of the show, and you can definitely see that you you definitely have a little bit of the um, the lucha flavor in how you wrestle and how you exactly. maneuver around the ring. But one thing that impresses me the most about you, and I, I I don't know if a lot of people see it as a misconception, but your speed. You are yeah. dangerously quick to the point where sometimes. <laughs> I don't even realize that. Like, I usually sit in the corner in the uh, far yeah. right turnbuckle, right next to the wall there across body. And there was yeah, one yeah. time, there was one time where Alexia was down in the corner and you came over with those knees and you just yeah. hit her. And I was just like, damn, that felt like one second before, boom, you know, you were there. Your speed is is definitely a force for sure. I yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, Lucha, uh, Lucha Libre has definitely been an influence for me style wise. I actually have. Like, my half-sleeve tattoo is, like, a female luchador. Um, a lot of people think it's, like, Catwoman. I'm like, no, it's, it's a lucha libre. I'm like, it's, it's, it's for wrestling. So, like, definitely big influence, and I watch a lot of that. So trying to incorporate that into my style is really important to me. So I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. So you mentioned that Crossbody was your home, and that Crossbody mm-hmm. is where you train two to three times yeah. a week. Is that where you yeah. started? Yeah, so... Um, I have a really, like, I always tell my story. It's a fun little story. So I'm originally from Sault Ste. Marie. Um, so about three years ago, I had, like, an epiphany, and I realized, I'm like, I want to live my life. Like, I'm tired of living everybody else's life, what everybody else wants to do. I did the school thing. I graduated. I did the, the adultish standard thing to do. And I had an epiphany, and I said, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to live my dream as a professional wrestler because I don't want to, I don't want to live my life with regret anymore. So I came down, I met up, I met Ben, and we like sat and talked for a little bit about wrestling and what the training looked like. And that was in May, three years ago. I moved down to Kitchener with my best friend and I in August. I left everything behind and I started training. It'll be three, yeah, three years this August. Um, got a little truck, moved down, got an apartment, and that's pretty much it. And I've been at Crossbody ever since. Amazing, amazing. That's yeah. uh, that's that's what you call literally taking the bull by the horns and just picking up. It was it was it a, a big decision to make to say, you know what, I, I'm going to do this to leave everything behind. Was that hard to do? Honestly, no. Like I like I met that at their older facility, not the one um on 69. I think here in Kitchener. It was somewhere in Waterloo. I can't really remember, but I sat down and I talked with him, and we just like we clicked and we talked and I was on the bus, like bus home and I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it. And I went home and I told my parents, I'm like, so this is my plan. They're like, we're not going to be able to stop you. Are we? I'm like, no, no, this is what I'm doing. And like, I love Sault Ste. Marie. It's a great little town, but like, if you don't get out, you're stuck there. And I never want to feel stuck. So I kind of just packed up my things and I'm like, okay, bye mom. Bye dad. Love you. See you later. And I just, uh, I left that summer. So that's a big geographical area. So just out of curiosity, yeah. was there not a school closer to where you were? Mm, I'm trying to think. I don't think so. I I think I just, for me, I just wanted to be closer to, like, Toronto because I just knew at that time that scene is so big that I wanted to be able to have more options. Um, but I don't think so. Like, northern Ontario up there, there's not a ton. Um, so even like when I would go back home and I tell people, I'm like, yeah, I'm in, like, I'm training for like wrestling or whatever. 
they they would have no idea. They yeah, still have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so you picked up, you moved, you started training. Yeah. What was one of the first things that you actually? You know what? Better question. The first bump. Mm-hmm. I love the answers that I get about the first bump. So you step it in for yeah. your first day of training. You take that yeah. first bump. What went through your head when you hit the mat for the first time? It was, so my, I'll live through my first day of training. So I go there. I'm the only girl, only girl. And I'm like, okay, fantastic. Cool. This is I, okay. Cool. So we do, um, cards. So most, most wrestlers will know this. So, um, it was, Ben, Ben Ortman's was there, and um, Chris Tidwell, and we did cards. So each set, um, each like um, like the hearts, diamonds, all those the suits are different exercise. So it was like push ups, sit ups, crunches. It was awful, awful, and it was in August, so it was hot. And I'm like doing my first set of push ups, and I hate push ups. I still just they hate them. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Is this really? I'm like, I'm not even in the ring yet. I'm like, okay, Lacey, keep going. So we finish that, and we get in there, and we, like, learn roles and everything, and everything's fine And like, for the first bump. So they gradually, like, elevate it. So the first one's, like, crouch, like crouching, and then you take the bump. So my first one, and as I do it, they're, like, ch- like touch your chin and breathe out. And I'm, like, okay, simple. Like, so simple. Like, whatever. I do it. I don't do either. <laughs> and I lay, I lay there, and they're, like, you didn't do either, did you? I'm like, no, nope. no. Nope. They're like, you want to get up and do it again? I'm like, yep. They're like, okay, good. So I do it again, and I gradually get better. So once I got that concept down, it's like you get up a little bit higher, and then eventually it's like a true back bump, and you're standing. So I did my first like true back bump, and I'm like, this sucks, but I I love this. I like this is what I want to do. Um, and I just got through it, and but it stuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, specifically, I remember doing my one of my first like foot bumps, or like um, called the kitchen sink. So, um, like knee to the stomach, flip over the knee, right? Yeah. And awful. I like landed on the back of my head, and I kind of lay there, and then I'm like, I'm questioning my life decisions. I was like, what am I doing? And I scared myself, and I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no. And I roll out, and I start tearing up because I'm kind of embarrassed, and then like I just messed up. And I'm like, what am I doing? Am I done? Am I done? Am I done? <laughs> I took a second. I had to like walk around. I'm like, no, nope, no. Nope. Talk yourself out of the tree. Talk yourself out of the tree. And I just got over it. So like you question your life decisions and then you realize wrestling is the best thing in your life. So you go back, you get back to it. So that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. The, the fact that you, you know, you made some mistakes, you were freely admitting that you made the mistakes and you worked even oh, harder. Yeah. You worked even harder to get better. And that's, that's when you know you have it. You know, you gotta be, you gotta be just, uh, crazy enough to be a fan of this sport that we all love. But then to actually get in there and do it, you've gotta definitely have that little extra bit of craziness in you. And I, I don't take anything away for anybody I interview because everybody that does that stuff in the ring, People who aren't wrestling fans don't get it. They don't know what the body yeah. goes through. They don't know how much work and effort go into it. They just say, oh, well, it's fixed because the matches are um are choreographed and the winners are predetermined. Yes, winners and yeah. losers are predetermined, but the risks inside the ring are real. And oh, exactly. And, yeah. No, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. 
and like I recently at my like at my job I um I just started a job and I'm just trying to tell these like little like little old ladies about what I, like what I do why I need certain days off and I'm like yeah I wrestle they're like oh like what kind of wrestling like the actual wrestling or like the fake wrestling and like I'm trying to be calm about this I'm like it's not fake they're like well I'm like it's not fake they're like don't you know who wins I was like yeah, I'm like, but I still take risks. I was like, I still needed to go to a school to learn to do things safely and to, like, take care of my brothers, right? Like, and I needed to learn specific things. And I'm like, I can still get hurt. Like, I have bruises all over my body. They're like, well, and they just don't get it. I'm like, okay, I, this is all I can tell you before I get hot about it. So, <laughs> And that's when you look over and as, as, as a wrestler. You're like, hmm, there's a chair here. But there's a fax machine here. Now, if I put the chair on the fax machine, I can get enough height to give somebody an elbow drop and knock them out cold. Exactly. (laughs) I can go home home for the day. That's right. You can go home with pay if you're lucky because your boss will be so afraid of you that they're not going to even try to screw with you at that point. Oh, exactly. It's fantastic. (laughs) So you got into wrestling when there was a, 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 I want to say, an evolution to be cliche. You started training when the bubble of female wrestlers was just starting to percolate and they were starting to get noticed and taken seriously. The days of brawn panty matches, pillow fights, swimsuit competitions, and one-minute matches were over. We started to see Fatal 4 ways, Last Woman Standings, Iron Woman matches. We started to see the women go from mid-card or first match of the night to a second main event or main event status. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Was this, when you started training and you started seeing this resurgence, did this make you work even harder? Because now the kind of excuses of, oh, well, women aren't given a fair chance, those were those days were gone. Now the women were like, okay, you know what? Not only are we going to be given the opportunities, but we're going to take them. We're going to rise above them. We're going to over-exceed the expectations. And then we're going to come back and we're going to knock down the next door. Oh, exactly, yeah. It definitely made me work 10 times harder because everyone there was a big spotlight on women's wrestling and even intergender wrestling, right? So, like, we got more opportunities to be on um, more cards, more women's matches, intergender matches, all these different things. So, it definitely made me work harder. And um, at Crossbody, like like I said, I am one of the only women um, training. There is another one as well. Her name is Sarah. Um, But I was always, from day one, like, you train like everybody else. You work like everybody else. Like, you know, it's the the funniest thing. It's always, like, least this running joke, um, kid says it, but I have bigger balls than most of the guys in training, <laughs> but it's, you know, um, but like you train like everybody else, you work as like anybody else, you pay your dues like everybody else and things will work out right. But like now that specifically women's wrestling is, um, huge and everybody's paying attention to it. And it's a lot of the times the most anticipated match of the night, um, it's fantastic and it makes me work harder and motivates me, um, to put together great matches and try different things and um things like that like i've even like recently like the couple matches that you have mentioned um we've been like sending me an event so like just going like the last matches um alexi and i just going before like holden albright and frankie the beast like and it was one of the most anticipated matches and we get big pops and crowd reactions right so having that spotlight on women's wrestling especially so new to my career is, is fantastic so so new to your career but you've already wrestled some big names, and I've seen you in some intergender matches as well, and we'll get into that. But yeah. in terms of the indie scene right now as it is, and the females that are out there, because it still yeah. is kind of small when it comes to yeah. the female rosters that we have. 
if there's anybody out there right now that you would love to just get into the ring with, no title on the line, just mix it up for pride, okay. indie-wise, who would it be? Who's your dream indie match? Hmm. I'm trying to think, because I've got the opportunity to work some really great girls around here. Um, let me think of the question. Um, like, one-on-one, I and I, I worked her in a triple threat um, with Jody Threat a couple months, like, couple, maybe a year ago. Um, and she is over in the UK right now. But honestly, like, Sylvia Clark, she's crazy. She's so good. And she's a beast, so I would love to work her and see our different styles um, mashing together. I would love to work her when she comes back. Um, that's definitely a dream opponent. And I haven't worked with Casey Spinelli in a while, and she's honestly, like, my absolute favorite person. She's really, like, helped me in my career and even in my training, and I owe a lot to that woman. So I would love to um, work her now that I'm a little bit more developed. So. Oh, I was actually going to say, you know what, you stole my answer. You stole my answer, Crystal. I was gonna say, I was gonna say Casey Spinelli because I've been I've been chasing her around now for about two months trying to get her. And every time she's either in the UK or she's moving here, she's in Calgary, she's all over the place. Oh, she's, and we she's keep everywhere. We, we keep missing each other through DMs. She'll message me and then I don't check my Instagram right away. Then I go back two days later, yeah. it's like, ah oh, shit, I missed it. I message her right I away. Else in the world. Yeah, yeah, she she gets back to me like three days later. But I'm gonna get her on the show one day. Hand to foot. So no. if you ever see her or if you talk to her, yeah. let her know that Straight Talk Wrestling is coming for her. I don't take no for an answer when I want somebody on the I'll, show. I'll definitely let her know. Like, yeah, that that woman there for sure has really, like, helped me, like I said, in my career. And she was, like, for me, a big inspiration. And if I can, like, be half the wrestler woman she is, that would I would be happy. So Very cool. Very cool. I think those would be matched. And you know what? I, I, I heard you say you mentioned Jody Threat in a triple threat. Have you worked her one-on-one? Yeah. I have, yeah. Um, for a little while at Crossbody, it was her and I for a bit. Like another woman that's literally like tearing it up everywhere she goes, and she's absolutely fantastic inside and outside of the ring. So, anywhere yeah, well, Jody is, you know, they're they're going to be a fantastic match, right? So. Absolutely, and all of you guys, you, Alexia, Jody. Y'all have the look. Y'all look fantastic. Y'all work yeah. hard every day, and you can see that. But y'all scare <laughs> me. And what I mean by that is, I would I would never want to be in a dark alley with any of the three of you, because I know I would walk out with a broken bone or my jaw dislocated. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's funny. Um, but like what I like that the group is we all look different. We all have different styles and our personalities, but we all like mesh really well together and we're all entertaining. We just take this so seriously, which I really appreciate is working with people um, that love wrestling so much and I, that I just mesh with. So. Yeah, and you can see that. It comes out, like in the matches with you and Alexia, it comes out in spades. You can see you both want to give it all. You both leave everything yeah. out there. And like I said, so far the decisions have not gone your way. But there's going to be a night where the stars align. And yeah. the moon is in, you know, full you know full moon status. Huh? Yeah, exactly. You like the segue exactly. there, right? I'm, I'm, I'm ramping I up the crystal moon thing, right? <laughs> I love it. Please do. It's fantastic. And you're going to, you're going to get that one, two, three. And it's yeah. going to be a shocker, and I just hope that I am in the crowd that day, so I can sit oh, there and yeah. I can I can sit there and I can I can appreciate you that much more when you reach that level. And you're going to get there, believe me. I know you will. Thank you. So, I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm a I'm a big comic book guy. I don't know if you know this about yeah. me, but I love comic books. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite uh, type of comic book was a series called What If. 
I don't know if you okay. read, read any of those, but it was... No, I haven't. So the, the concept of the series was you take a situation like, for example, The Punisher. What if his family hadn't been killed? What if Spider-Man oh, never okay. got bit by the spider? What if Daredevil never went blind? And they did these so stories to, to when they weren't... What would happen if they weren't if they weren't heroes? Okay. So I always love to do a what if. And my what if with you is... I always do this with everybody, but I'll paint a picture for you if you will. Just go with me. So you go yeah. downstairs one morning. You make yourself a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, whatever you, uh, uh, whatever you like to drink. And you sit okay. down at your kitchen table. You got your bacon, your eggs, your toast, maybe your pancakes... And you're eating, and in front of you sprawled out is five contracts. One okay. is to Impact Wrestling. One is to WWE. One is to because now they're the new the new girl in town, if you will, AEW. One to yep. Ring of Honor, and one to New Japan Wrestling. And the only reason oh I mentioned those five is because those are the five I myself live and breathe for. I love those okay. five promotions above anything else. Yeah. Which one do you sign with, and who do you work? On your very first, uh, on your very first program, who do you run with on your very first program out oh the gate? God. Whoa, okay. Now, like, I really got to think about this. Uh, so I'd be sitting down. I have my coffee. So I'm, I'm vegan. So I would have like my avocado toast with my, you know, my vegan coffee. Um, oh God, this is really tough. So when I first started training and wanting to do like wrestling. I thought, you know what, if I'm not signed to the WWE by the time I'm 30, my life, like, career is over. And as I started training, I'm like, you know what, like, that may not be, that's not true. Like, I just want to do wrestling, I just want to be happy, that's all I want, right? Mm -hmm. But if I have those five contracts, oh my god. Um, oh, let me think. Let me make mm. the decision a little easier for you. All okay. five contracts are the same amount of money. So there's, oh, there's no difference. There's no difference in pay. They're all the same amount of okay. money. They're all the yep. same schedule. Now you mm -hmm. just got to pick which one you want to go with and who you want to run with on your very first program out. If you can't think of one, I can help you. Hmm. You can throw me a lifeline. Really this is really tough. So like, I'm stuck. So like, I feel like a lot of people would say AEW just because they're the the new girl in town and the Tonys have so many like amazing talent. Um, and that would be the great one. But I feel like the, the, the new girl in town, I'd be, you know, nervous about it. Um, but that's an option. And then I feel like a lot of wrestlers, their dream is to go to WWE, um, or at least right now NXT. Um, but if I were to sign with NXT, I honestly, I would probably want to work. I'm a big fan of Mia Yim. I have my version of the what if, if you're okay with okay, it. Okay, let me hear it, yeah. Impact Wrestling. Yeah. Tessa Blanchard. Oh, my. So I recently, I went to the um, Impact taping um, in Toronto when they were at the um, Don Koloff Center. Um, just watching her, she's fantastic. Like, everything about her is fantastic. Her gear looks amazing. 
she's like an incredible shape. Her hair is like fantastic. Um, I was doing like, I was collecting the gear and she like threw her jacket at me. I was like, I can, this is my life right now. I'm like, I cannot drop this jacket. I cannot do anything. <laughs> like, I'm going to just put it back in the back and make sure nothing happens to it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just watching her and like her, she's literally like revolutionizing in like intergender wrestling and how people see like intergender wrestling. Right. So oh, her and Sam, her her pay-per-view. Yeah. Her and Sammy Callahan was just ridiculous. Oh my God. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I could have watched that match for 15, 20 more minutes. Oh, seriously. Like I'm so, so excited to see, um, where they go with that with her and him. Right. They have this, um, crazy chemistry. So Probably because, you know, she's the, I, I've heard that she's nothing but one of the sweetest people in the world, but I've also heard unfortunate bad things about Sammy Callahan. I'm not going to speak ill because I've never, I've never yeah. met the man, but I've heard mm-hmm. he's, I heard he could be difficult to work with. We'll leave it at that. Oh, I'm a, I'm a really big fan of him. Um, when I first started getting into like indie wrestling, so growing up, I honestly had no idea what indie wrestling was. I just literally thought WWE was it at all. Um, and then I started doing my research about like wanting to become a wrestler and everything, right? And I found out about the indies and I came across him and John Moxley mm. and their promos together, like watching them. I'm like, these two are crazy, but I absolutely love it. <laughs> like watching them. So like, I'm a really big fan of him and I think I've met him like once or twice and he's always really polite and really nice. And I have met Tessa and she's absolutely an amazing human being and she's such a sweetheart and I've asked for like advice and everything. So she's great. Yeah. And it, it, it's great when it's great when you can get that from the vets who will take the time to speak to someone who's who's still working and still and still learning and still trying to get better. And they'll take the time yeah. out because that that's what pushes you the most. It was interesting because when I interviewed Ben, he told me of a yeah. story of the day before he started his training, he went down to Toronto mm-hmm. and he tried to hunt for Chris Jericho. And he actually yeah. found him. And he asked Jericho for any piece of advice that he could give him. And Jericho mm-hmm. told him, don't let anybody ever tell you you can't. Because if I yeah. can make it, you can make it. Exactly. And that's, enough, just, yeah. and that's something just that you can see he's carried forward, right? I mean, everything he's oh. doing with, with crossbody, but everything he's doing with impact. His ties yeah. into how, how fantastic he is and how well-respected he is in his business. Yeah. Ben is one of those people... Yeah that I myself admire. And he even gave me an opportunity. We were talking after the interview and he said, you know, what, what's the next step for you? What's the end goal? I said, for me, it's all about commentating, man. I want to be the next JR. And, oh, he's, yes. and he's like, all right, here we go. Two weeks from now, I'm doing this. You're coming out. You're going to do commentary. And I was like, what? What's, <laughs> what's happening right now? And he did it. And I haven't heard whether good or bad. So I guess if you, no news is good news, right? <laughs> good news. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm very fortunate to train where I train at Crossbody and call them my home, like call that my home and my wrestling dad, Ben and Ted and Ted always tells, tells us to is everyone starts at zero. Like that's it. So I remember like my first couple of times, like training, I was so discouraged because I wasn't like, I played hockey, but I was never really like a super athletic kid. So like a lot of the things I couldn't pick up fast. And there were some people that were like picking it up faster than me. And I was just getting frustrated very, very discouraged with myself. And he just said, everyone starts at zero. Everyone has felt the way that you felt, but you love this enough that you're going to keep pushing. And I like, I do. And I did, like, I still have days where I train and I'm like, what, what am I doing? Like my body's not moving the way that I want it to. 
like, but I just keep remembering that in my head. And then, like, like I said, Ben and Tid are so supportive, and Ben just keeping pushing himself to to gain new experiences and just love the business, this business as much as he does, and giving us new uh, new kids the opportunity to to wrestle like the um, crossbody student showcases um, are like honestly one of the best things to happen to me because like I get to get to work and I get to work with new people and different people and establish my skills right and since they've started I feel like I've just amplified um, my in-ring style so I'm very appreciative to crossbody for that yeah and they're you know what they're extremely extremely affordable they're fun they're great family entertainment yeah. I've been to, like I said, I've been to two or three of them, and I've also been to the Saturday night shows, and and yep. both, you really can't tell the difference. Yeah, there might be a bigger name or two on the Saturday night card, yeah. but the wrestling is still fantastic. Mm-hmm. So oh, I, exactly. I actually do want to talk to you about uh, kind of a hot-button topic these days, and that yeah. that is, we, we touched on uh, Tessa and Sammy, so that's kind of a segue into my next question. Intergender yeah. wrestling, it's had a resurgence in the last couple of years. Yeah. It's uh, something that is, is more the norm because it was a little bit there in the Attitude Era with ECW and all that stuff. And then it kind of faded away. And now it's kind of come back and it's kind of become very more mainstream. And it's becoming more accepted. But there are still some people on the fence about it. Me, myself, I'm a big fan of intergender wrestling. I actually interviewed uh, Gabriel Fuerza. Uh, last yep. week, and uh, his episode's dropping just before this one. So um, uh, I interviewed him, and I asked him, I go, what, what's your take on intergender? Because he's done that quite a bit. And he told yep. me, he's like, people forget that wrestling is uh, a dance. It's a choreographed yep. number. It's Shakespeare, if you will. And he goes, in real life, you put a guy and a girl in the boxing ring, that's barbaric. But you put a guy and a girl in a wrestling ring, you can make anything seem believable. I could go in a wrestling ring one day as the face and have the girl be the heel and she'll get the booze and I'll get the cheers. But the next week I'll be the heel and she'll be the face. And it's completely acceptable for me to drive my shoulder into her stomach while she's in the corner or yeah. have her pick me up. So from your perspective, because this is inter- this is a, qu- a great, um, a great uh, flip flop, if you will, of um, uh, experiences or a flip flop of uh, in- uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Opinions. There we go. Flip-flop of opinions. So I got his, and I know his stance, but what's your stance? And I've seen you in intergender matches, so I know you, you have done them. What's your stance on intergender now? Because there are still a lot of people on the fence about it. Yeah. Honestly, like, I, I love intergender. I've had the um, opportunity to work some really great um, guys. Like, I got to work Gabriel uh, Fuerza at Crossbody, one of the student sh- uh, showcases. I also recently um, got to work Aiden Prince, was absolutely incredible. Um, and done probably one of my best matches. Um, he's amazing. Um, and then also I've got to wrestle a lot of my like fellow Crossbody students um, as well. Um, and then Pretty Ricky Wilby I've got to wrestle as well. So um, I absolutely love it. It's a whole different ball game and a different story that you get to portray and um I learn different things wrestling guys than I do wrestling girls um and it's just a different story and that's what wrestling is it's a more violent story right so that the crowd can get behind and you can um yeah I just I absolutely love it um the more the merrier um uh, I think a lot of people that don't like intergender wrestling just don't get it they just see Oh, it's a guy and a girl. It doesn't make any sense logically. 
It doesn't make sense. Well, like, half the time, wrestling is not a logical thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I come up to a ring and I scream and I have sunglasses on and, like, there's in, indoors for Pete's sake, you know? But um, I think a lot of people don't don't understand it. And we're gonna I'm going to go back to, like, a comic book thing. I'm a big X-Man fan. Nice. And nice. So, I, 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 div- I, I see a bromance, a brother-sister relationship developing. I love it. <laughs> so, like, they would always say, um, Professor X, is people are, don't like, are scared of things that they don't understand, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe intergender wrestling is, like, the, the Wolverine of wrestling, right? So people don't understand Wolverine or, or Rogue, and they're maybe more scared of it because they just don't understand. And I think if more people took the time to really see it as art and to really fully understand it, I think that they would appreciate it more. So, I think that's a great answer. I think that's I think you're 100% right on that. You have to sometimes put the judgments away. But see, that's the problem in the world we live in today. Everything is judged. You post something yep. you find funny on Facebook, you may get 20 likes and five people saying, well, that's offensive. You know oh what I mean? Oh, my God, yeah. Everybody, yeah. nobody has thick skin anymore nowadays. Everybody's super sensitive. And the the great, yeah. the, the unfortunate thing about the Internet, I love the Internet. It gives us the power to connect with people all over the world. But it also gives power to the the kids who hide behind their keyboards or the, the adults that hide behind their keyboards. Keyboard yeah. war- warriors, I call them. Because they love to sit yeah. there and talk a big game on a keyboard, but get them face-to-face and they cower. They have nothing to say. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it, it's those individuals that I believe don't understand it and don't get it. And exactly. I think I think your your answer, as much as Fuerza's uh, answer, were fantastic. It, it's what I want to do because as much as I love showcasing any talent on my show, I also love educating and getting educated when I can about the business exactly. that we we love so much. So that's it. it. Like it's, sorry, yeah. go, go ahead, go ahead. Recently, it's funny that we're talking about like keyboard warriors. I have one picture. It's a couple like a couple months ago of me um, wrestling at a, a student showcase. Um, and it was, I was wrestling another, uh, crossbody student, Kyle Brooks, and it was like a lucha roll, like a lucha roll over him, and this, like, wrestling, like, fan or whatever said, oh, you're a girl, you you could never beat a guy, blah, 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 like, on my comments, and, like, thankfully enough, I have a lot of friends, and Kyle, like, messaged him, like, you don't know what she does, like, you have no idea, I'm like, have you ever seen her, like, he stood up for me. But, like, these people have no idea, like, commenting on my, like, he comments myself, like, oh, you're a girl, you could never beat a guy. I'm like, you have no idea, <laughs> like, you know? That's what I would say at that point. I would I would, I would, would message him right back and be like, well, you know what? Why don't you come down to the next showcase? I'll buy your ticket. Yep. I'll sit front row with you. And when the time comes, I'll drag you in that ring, and then we'll see if I can't whoop your ass. <laughs> I know. It's just so, it's just so funny that, like, People that are hiding behind these keyboards, I'm like, hey, I have a thick skin. Say what you want. It's not going to stop me from living my dream. I'm, I chase my dream. What are you doing? You know. So criticizing everybody else is probably sitting at home living in mom and dad's basement. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That like South Park meme that's always uh, <laughs> that's what I automatically just think of every time. Yeah, yeah. I think of that one all the time, or I think of the meme from uh, I'm a big fan of the movie The Office. Where's the guy who's yeah. like a uh, you know, um, you, you're you're coming on Saturday and doing some overtime, and since you're coming in on Saturday, you might as well come in on Sunday and do a little catch up. It's like, ah, oh, man, my weekends are for chasing my dreams. I have no time to go into work on Saturday and a Sunday. Not gonna happen. <laughs> yep. So, in terms of your your future and where you see yourself going, 
What yeah. is the next? Let's. I, I'm not going to give a timeline. I'm not going to ask for a two or three or five year plan. What yeah. is the next kind of peak or plateau that you want to hit? Or as I steal from Holden Albright all the time, level up moments. What's the next level up moment for Crystal Moon? Where it? Where's the next high rise for you? My next high rise. Honestly, like I have a couple answers because there's a couple of like promotions that I would really, really, really want to work for. Do it. Um, Let's like, go. Give me all your answers. Um, Destiny for sure has a great roster. They always put on fantastic shows, um, and I've helped out at a, quite a few of them. So hopefully, eventually getting there would be great. Um, a one would be fantastic, and then like um, Impact, like I've helped out there, and I've um, got the opportunity to do some extra work there as well. So like flipping over from like extra work to like maybe getting like a match or like whatever, right? Being being on TV that would be fantastic. Um, um, just because they have a really great roster and they're so close to home with us and a great relationship um, from there. Um, and then also even just like smaller, a great level. I would love to see um, more girls training. So I would love to see more girls training at Crossbody and like helping them out that way. Um, that would be really great for me as well. And then uh, a little bit on the smaller scale, I would love to hopefully, and I will, um, Crossbody Women's Champion very, very soon. I um, was very fortunate enough to be the first woman to hold the title in general at Crossbody when I won the Blue Ribbon Championship a couple months ago. Um, so holding the women's title would mean um, a lot to me just because that's my home and um, I stuck through a lot of stuff and that, that division's my baby, right? So being able to have that title um, would mean a lot to me as well. So. I think those are all those are all obtainable options for you. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, I do, and I, I think your star's on the rise. Just uh, when when those options happen, you know, you got to come back on the show, and we got to do this all over again. Oh, for hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, one question, because I, I hear the passion in your voice, and, and I love it, and yeah. this has been an outstanding it's outstanding interview. I got two more questions, then we're going to wrap it up. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you enjoy your yeah. evening. But if there's a little girl right now listening to this podcast i'm getting chills saying this but if there's a little girl listening to this podcast right now and she's kind of falling in love with wrestling for the first time what would be the one piece of advice you would give to that little girl or even a little boy who may be a fan of you that wants to get into the business because they saw you what would be that one piece of advice that you would give them one piece of advice um honestly if they wanted to get into it and it's their dream and their passion go for it like never never give up on yourself um and just like push if you believe hard enough in yourself then you'll make it like I I struggled a lot with like believing in myself and thinking that I could do this and I could make it like I had a lot of self-doubt um but I was very 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 fortunate enough to have a really great group of people around me great trainers great friends um a great gym everything that have really helped me and I push myself to a point that I am now. Um, so really just never stop believing in yourself. And if you believe you can do it, you can do it. Don't listen to what anybody says. Just do what you love and live your life. If wrestling is your life, live that live that life. Because that's what I did. For the longest time, I lived someone else's life and I was miserable. And, you know, I was successful in my life before. But now here, I'm like, I may struggle with bills or whatever but i'm i'm happy doing what i'm doing around the people that i love and doing what i love so just 
just push, 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 and never stop believing. As cheesy as that is, but it's so true. Like, just believe in yourself. That's that's amazing words. And my final question, because it's a little fun. It's a question I always yeah. love to do. Again, to go with the what if scenarios. Uh, yeah. Dream match. Any era, any time period, any oh, no. wrestler. Who would oh, it no. be? Oh, okay. Snap. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> it's a hard one, right? <laughs> it is. I'm honestly, like, I may have... So, I think hands down would probably be just because he is literally my hero. And I remember as a kid watching his DVD over and over and over again. Like, I don't know what knee surgery it was, but uh, Rey Mysterio. Um, I would love to just wrestle Rey Mysterio. Not even just, like, like the wrestling part, but just... I love watching people put matches together and, like, talking about matches. So, like watching and talking to him about, okay, what are we going to do? What do you want to do for here? What is this? Okay, cool. Like, just being able to pick his mind even before getting in the ring is, like, the end-all be-all for me. Um, so that would probably be, like, one of my favorites. Um, but honestly, like, not more realistic, but, like, closer to home, I think we've talked about her quite a bit, but she's, like, the queen, Tessa Blanchard. <laughs> she's literally the queen right now, and she's She's fantastic, and the same kind of thing, just picking her mind and see what she, what kind of story she would tell. Um, so, like, yeah, I think those two for sure, but, like, Ray is always going to be my number one answer for most things for wrestling. <laughs> All right, Straight Talk Faithful, you heard her. Get the petition going on the internet. Ray Mysterio, Crystal Moon, one-on-one. Make it happen. Yes! <laughs> All right, Crystal, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time out today to talk with me. And like I said, you are officially a member of the Straight Talk family. Anytime you want to come back on the show, you just call me. We'll do it all over again. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. All right. You enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, guys, that was Crystal Moon. That was another great one, as I always do. Next week's episode is going to be good. I want to tell you, but I can't. I'm never going to tell you. You've got to wait, follow the socials, and see what's going on. And don't forget to check out our merchandise on ProWrestlingTees.com. As always, guys, I am the host, George McKay. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, guys. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com. Thank you.